0: Good morning on this Thanksgiving weekend. My name is Brianna Higa. Most of you know me as Bree. I was blessed to be the summer pastoral intern here at Kailua United Methodist Church, and after graduating from seminary, the team here took me on, um, on a more permanent basis. So I get to work with the youth, and I'm also the coordinator of our small groups, so if you come to a Bible study, hi... And then I also get the honor and the blessing to preach here once a month and experience this side of the pulpit. It's a nice place to be. As Brian mentioned, today is the last day in the liturgical calendar. What that means is that the Christian r- rhythm or way of life starts in December. I think that's funny. I think it's just like Jesus to like reset the clock. <laughs> in a way that we humans might not have said it ourselves. We think we're at the end of the year, but God would say we're about to start something new, something special. I love this day because in the calendar, it's, it, this, this section of time between Easter, well, Pentecost, and Advent is called ordinary time. We're just in ordinary time. It's ordinary. But today is the hinge point into Advent, the season of promises, waiting, but fulfillment. Hinge points are holy places. This is the turn. I like it when the tides turn. Speaking of timing, I have been awfully into a show lately. Forgive me for a little pop culture time. Have any of you heard of the show Wheel of Time? Okay. It is great, (laughs) depending on your interests. So, Wheel of Time takes place in what feels like the medieval era. You know, it's all swords and kings and queens, but more than that, there's lots of hardship. Like, it would be hard to live in this show. There's that medieval feel you might remember from, like, social studies or history class where you're like, was everyone covered in dirt? Like, this is a hard place to be. And if you're not a peasant, you're one of the rulers, and your rule is pretty tenuous, too. Someone's always after your job. Hard time. But in the show Wheel of Time, they often refer to an earlier time, and they call it Before the breaking, you see, there was a break in their world and in their relationship to the divine. They lost the balance of things. It broke, and they found themselves in, I guess, ordinary time, such as it is. And when I thought of that term, the breaking, it reminded me of our term, that we sometimes use, the fall. We, too, used to live in a very harmonious relationship with God, with the land, with each other. There was unity there. There was no struggle. Men and women didn't vie for power. There was balance. We didn't have to toil the earth. We lived in harmony. It gave, and we gave, and this—this this was what we might call Eden, or the kingdom. And like in the wheel of time, we lost that at some point. Now, the term "the fall" isn't actually found in scripture. Crazy, right? It was a term used. By leadership and in the tradition, totally valid term. But when I consider our oneness that we had and the distance that we might feel now, separation, brokenness can be a helpful term for me before the breaking. And let me be clear, I don't think we could ever be broken from God. But bones are a good way of talking about the brokenness. Maybe you've broken a bone, your child has broken a bone, or you know Stella, Pastor Brian's daughter, is running around with a cast right now. Bones can break and still stay proximate, but the arm doesn't really work the way it should, and it hurts. It's more work to do the things that used to just, you could just do. This is the brokenness that I feel in our relationship to God, to each other, and to the land. Before the breaking. In the show, (laughs) you'll... Spend most of your time in this broken world, and it's like dark, and there are monsters, and like swords, and blah, and then it'll cut to before the breaking, and it's clean, and people speak so softly, and there's an obvious balance between the people in the room. This, this, this harmony, this unity. In today's scripture, it says that Christ Himself is before all things and this and in him all things hold together hold together unity it says in verse 19 through him god was pleased to reconcile to himself all things reconcile It's one of those words we use a lot, and I I actually found that when it came time to define it, I, I needed help. So I looked it up, and this is what we've got. To reconcile is to establish a harmony that used to exist. There was once a harmony, and then it got lost. And when you are reconciled, you get that harmony back. There was a breaking, but you get to be connected again. And I love the word harmony because, as you know, in musical harmony, it's not a single thread of tone. It's many tones that weave together to create harmony. So in coming back together in Christ, it's not a single thread. It won't look one way it will look like many things that resonate together and make harmony. This is like multidimensional knitting. (gasps) Happens on every register. And this is how it's meant to be. This is the promise. We're going home. So, Jesus came. Jesus practiced his life-giving ministry. Jesus was crucified. And Jesus rose. And he says from the cross, it is finished. So it's done, right? We're reconciled, right? It doesn't always feel that way. And so I'm left wondering... What happened? Why don't I feel reconciled yet? And, and I have moments where I feel very close to my God and very close to my neighbor and very close to the land, but I haven't figured out how to sustain those moments. How can I live in a more constant reconciliation? What's God waiting on? That is a big question. It is one of the holy mysteries, and I am not so arrogant as to think I can answer that in a satisfying way today. But when I read about reconciliation, and I went to another one of Paul's letters. I went to um, Ephesians chapter 2. In Ephesians, he talks about reconciliation, and he says... That reconciliation is what God gave humanity to itself. In the case of the ancient world, you were either Jew or you were Gentile. And God worked pretty hard to make that distinction. It was the time to be separate. And in Christ, these two groups were woven together in the way they had once been Before a breaking, the two groups were knitted. And it's in their group reconciliation that they are then reconciled to God. So I'm I'm asking the question today what would happen? Would we feel closer to God? if there was more reconciliation here amongst one another. This is a tricky subject. Because forgiveness has a lot to do with reconciliation. And Pastor Brian preached on forgiveness during his series on the Lord's Prayer. He asks you to think of that one person, if you might recall, and consider writing a letter that you might not even send for forgive, to give forgiveness to someone. Reconciliation has one different aspect. Reconciliation says there was harmony. It was lost. And now, you seek to regain that harmony. Sometimes, these are our deepest heartbreaks because you had the harmony. Do you know those relationships? Can you think back to when you knew each other so well? Maybe it's one person. Maybe it's a group of people. But having just had Thanksgiving, you might, it might be easier to recall a family member who was absent. Or a family member who was there and the brokenness sits at the table eating turkey. Reconciliation isn't easy work, it's rewards are mammoth, though. And you don't reconcile alone. Not only are we here for each other in this holy work, but God's own self is here for you. In Christ, there is the fullness of God. This fullness of God is your direct line to God's self. God sent Christ in the name of reconciliation. We get to go home. So I'm thinking that God is with you in the task of personal reconciliation. There's something about pain and the knitting together of bones that is so, can be so healing? I was hoping you might try something with me today. I am a firm believer, I'm sure you know, as are most of you here, in the power of Prayer. Prayer isn't just words. Prayer is one of the most powerful tools we have in walking that bridge between us and God. We get to talk directly to God, and God hears us. Do you know it? Know it now, even if it's for the five minutes left in this sermon. If that's what you have, that's okay, it's real. Take a flight of fancy that God hears you today. I want to do a prayer practice together as a group where we might consider the person, the group, the object that you seek reconciliation with. Because sometimes you can't just show up on a doorstep and get reconciliation. I know that. And sometimes you can't pick up the phone or write a letter. If you feel called to do those things, do them. But today is about the power of prayer to reconcile. So, if you would, take a minute to imagine a relationship in your life that used to be harmonious, but is now in disrepair. Gently hold that person in your mind. And if you can, take that thought down to your heart. When your head is bowed, I'll know you're ready. And if you could now, repeat after me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the confusion. I'm sorry for our pain. I'm sorry for our animosity. I'm sorry. Please, Jesus, with your love, heal this rupture. We're going to do it one more time. Take a deep breath. The Holy Spirit's in that breath. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the confusion. I'm sorry for the pain. I'm sorry for the animosity. I'm sorry. Please, Jesus, with your love, heal this rupture. Amen. welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. It is my deepest hope that we can partner one another on our personal paths of reconciliation. You have a church here. This is holy ground. May we be gentle with one another while we do this brave work and know again how with you your God is. Way to be brave. If while walking this path of reconciliation, you begin to stumble, you're in good company. Brave people who walk this path stumble. It's a rocky one. There is so much support out there for you. You have your church ohana. You have Pastor Brian and I and everyone on staff who cares about you but I am a big fan of a good therapist. Please, sometimes courage looks like seeking the support and wisdom of a therapist. If this is something that feels right to you and you need a recommendation, let us know. Becoming whole isn't painless work. Knitting a fracture back together can, can hurt, but it's worth it to become whole once more. This wholeness is the promise of your God. And his works are marvelous in our eyes. Let's pray one more time. Will you join me? Mothering, fathering God... We, your children, come before you today giving thanks and shaking our head at your mystery. God, there was a time before the breaking when we knew harmony and unity, and your Son came to knit it all back together. God, help us to realize this healing between ourselves. And to you, God, let us come to the time when you wipe every tear away and let us celebrate that you are the keeper of promises. We pray for these things in the name of your Son, the embodiment of peace and mercy, Jesus Christ. Amen.